Hi, I'm glad you're here. This is the DNB Supply Lawn and Garden Podcast for April. I'm Debbie Cook, the past host of the DNB Supply Garden Show on KIDO, so you may have heard my voice in the past. I'm an Idaho girl, I'm a gardener, I'm a certified arborist, and because I'm a certified arborist, April's a big month for me because it's a big month for arborists, Arbor Day. Um, Arbor Day is an international holiday. Nationally, it's celebrated the last Friday of April. That's when Idaho celebrates as well. Um, This year, it's April 30th. And um, this holiday is about 150 years old. It began in 1872 in Nebraska, of all places. Um, A man by the name of J. Sterling Morton um, was a pioneer and he homesteaded in Nebraska, becoming the secretary of the Nebraska Territory. And he was on about 160 acres or something and said, what the heck, there's no trees around here. And decided that tree planting was an important thing that should happen in Nebraska. So that first uh, year, they planted nearly a a million trees, so they say, in Nebraska. And if you ever get a chance to go to Oklahoma City, which is right out, or to Nebraska City, which is right outside of um, Omaha, the Arbor Day Farm is there, and it's a pretty cool place to visit. Um, another little bit of trivia. One of his sons became the Morton Salt guy. So there you go on that. Um, but because it's Arbor Day um, this month, I think it's fitting that we should talk about trees. And I'm delighted to have Matt Perkins with me today, who is the city forester in Meridian. Matt and I worked together for years um, in community forestry in Boise, and then he moved on to take over managing the trees in all of the really great parks in Meridian. And if you've ever been to any of those parks, you know that they're huge and gorgeous. But one of the coolest things that Matt gets to do is um, manage the Kleiner Park Arboretum, which is something we're going to talk about. So, hey, Matt, thank you for calling in today and talking to me. Hey, you bet, Debbie. It's nice to hear your voice again. I'm really glad to have you here. So um, I know that you're busy over there taking care of all those trees, but I am envious about one of the really cool things you get to um, manage, and that is that Arboretum. For those of you that aren't familiar, um, the Arboretum is behind in Kleiner Park, which is behind the village on uh, the corner of Fairview and Eagle Road. And um, I highly encourage you to take a look at that Arboretum. I want to talk a little bit about that, Matt, because it's a really cool place that people should visit. Sure, you bet. So the Julius M. Kleiner Memorial Park is located at 1900 North Records Avenue in Meridian. And like Debbie said, that's basically behind the village there. The, the Arboretum can be located at the southeastmost corner of the park there. It's actually adjacent to Eldon Gray Street and Venture Street. So uh, one of the neat things about the Arboretum is, you know, it is a designated space for us to grow and try new trees to find out, you know, what's going to work best for us here. Uh, All of the trees there are fairly still new. Uh, There aren't a whole lot that have um, had a chance to, to mature a lot, but uh, it's it's been really fun determining, you know, which trees are going to work well here for us. So 
I got a lot. That's one of the really cool things also is, you know, we don't plant trees for today. We plant trees for tomorrow, right? Exactly. I sure do. I know that you've got some, um, some new app that you've developed so people can walk around that arboretum and find their way easily um, and learn a little bit more about some of the trees in there as they're wandering around. Sure. So one of the things that I noticed upon taking on this position uh, was that, yes, we have our arboretum there and we have a lot of trees planted there. Uh, they are all labeled, so you can actually walk around the arboretum and see what you are looking at uh, as they have a, a, a little sign that uh, tells you what species and common name and even the origin of where the trees uh, came from originally. But uh, I noticed that we, we don't have a tree walk, which is something that the city of Boise has a couple of in their parks. And I thought it would be a really fun project. To, to do a tree walk in the Julius M. Kleiner Park Memorial Arboretum. So uh, that tree walk can be accessed via our, the Meridian City webpage. And I'll give you that address. The exact address to find it is meridiancity.org forward slash parks forward slash tree walk. That should take you right to the tree walk. So what I did is I had a, a, a map rendered of the, uh, of the arboretum, and I've selected about 50 or so trees in, in the arboretum to highlight, and I've labeled them uh, with numbers so you can actually look at the map and tell where you are in the arboretum and what tree you're looking at. And then for each of those trees that I selected to be on the tree walk, I created a little, you know, I took a picture and then created a little informational kind of uh, template blurb there for them. So it'll give you some of the characteristics of the trees and what to expect with them and Perfect. where where they'll do best, how, how, how high they grow, how wide they grow. So, and uh, I'm, I'm working to implement actually a QR code sticker for each of those uh, tree identification signs at the Arboretum too, so that if you happen to be strolling through the Arboretum and you notice that QR code on some of those signs, you can just pull out your phone, snap, you know, scan that QR code, and it'll take you directly to this website so that you can look at it right there. Good, good information. So listen, it's a great time of year to be planting trees. It's not too hot yet. We're winding down to the planting season before it does get too hot. Um, Trees are, you know, starting to actively grow, so they'll, you know, start establishing their roots pretty quickly. But let's talk a little bit about selection. When people are going to look for a tree in a nursery, what are some of the things that they might want to look for um, when it comes to selecting a tree in a nursery? So first and foremost, when you're going to select a tree uh, to plant in your home landscape, I cannot stress enough the importance of having a soil analysis performed in the space where you plan to plant a tree because you're going to want to know what kind of soil conditions you have present there. And you'll want to select a tree based on what those conditions are rather than selecting a tree that you want at the nursery and then hoping it does well <laughs> in the space where you plant. Right tree in the right place, in other words. Exactly. So what are, um, what are some other things that they might want to look for, Matt? You'll want to look for a... a 
tree with a good, strong, central dominant leader with branches spaced out evenly all along that main trunk there. Okay. And, and with not too many, uh, acute angles of the branches. You want good wide branch structure. And the, like I said, branches spaced evenly all throughout. The, right. Give the those branches there. room to grow and expand. One of the things I like to remind people of is when they are looking before they even, you know, start selecting a tree, look up. Um, so often people select trees and then either the power companies or the utility companies will come through and cut the tops out of their trees just about the time they get really gorgeous. So if there are power lines, there are um, trees available for that, right, Matt? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's a good point to make because, you know, after performing your soil analysis and selecting the space where you want to plant your tree, make sure you do look up and, and see that there are no utility lines above there. If you do happen to have utility lines running over the area where you intend to plant your tree, there are some trees that will accommodate those uh, spaces and still perform well for you. Uh, the Treasure Valley Tree Selection Guide is something that we have uh, readily available to us here in the Treasure Valley. And they identify those trees as class one trees, basically. Right. So the, those are trees that are, aren't going to grow any taller than, say, 25, 30 feet at maturity. Right. They won't grow into the wires. You know, I'd like to say that if you are interested in seeing that tree selection guide, you can Google Treasure Valley Tree Selection Guide. And you, it'll come right up for you. And it's a really wonderful um, collaboration from valley-wide um, nurserymen, arborists, um, people in the green industry that have collaborated on putting this um, publication together. There's pictures and descriptions of all the trees. So it's, it's a pretty cool publication. It's free online. It's free for downloading. Um, lots of communities have it available for sale. Uh, I would say contact, you know, your local parks and rec and see if they have it available. If not, um, Boise Forestry, I think, has it available at their parks department. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a great publication. So um, take a look at that. We have selected a tree. We've talked a little bit about the things that you might want to look for in a nursery. Um, let's talk a little bit about planting. All righty. When you bring a new tree home from the nursery and you've already got your spot selected in your garden, uh, then what you'll want to do is you'll want to pay very close attention to where that tree root flare starts. Now, what is the root flare? The root flare is the area on the tree where the, as the trunk, as you follow the trunk down and the roots actually start on the tree. That is referred to as the root flare, so it kind of flares out there. You want to pay special attention to that because you don't want to plant that too deep in your planting. Right. And sometimes, unfortunately, what you'll find, more often than not, and it's just the way it is, um, the root flare will be down inside the root ball or inside the container. Um, just because of the way the tree is grown, the way it's dug, the way it's bald and burlapped or, you know, whatever. And so what you need to do is find that flare before you plant the tree. That's right. Yeah. So you'll, you'll, you'll want to have a nice wide hole dug for your tree. I always like to say coast to coast, not China. So dig a bigger hole for your plant, like a thousand dollar hole for a hundred dollar tree. Okay. And uh, wide, 
not too deep, unless you end up finding that you have heavily compacted soils or, or hard pan in your soil. Then when you place your, your tree root ball into the planting hole, you'll want to make sure that that root flare is exposed either slightly above the planting grade or, or right at, right at the soil level. Right. Right. So Matt, what kind of soil? Should they just put regular old soil back in the hole? Should they put gravel in the bottom of the hole? What should they do? You should definitely refrain from putting any kind of amendments or gravel or rocks or anything back in the bottom of your hole. Uh, People may think that that tends to add to the drainage of of the hole, but it actually in, increases uh, drainage problems. So I wouldn't recommend that. What about amendments? What about, should they put just the native soil back in? Yes. Yes. Just use the soil that you took out of the hole should go back into the hole. Okay. Uh, and if you want to amend your soil, it's fine if you put that on the top of the planting hole, like by adding a layer of bark mulch or compost on the top of the soil, but don't mix it back into the soil that will be around the root ball because that can cause some uh, problems with the roots becoming established. Right. Um, one of the things that um, I'd like to say is when he mentions a, a good mulch on top, a good organic mulch on top of your uh, on top of that root ball, that's such a beneficial thing to do for so many reasons. It moderates soil temperature. It um, holds down weeds. A nice organic mulch as it decomposes feeds the microbes in the soil, which makes for a healthier root system. But one of the best things it does is it keeps you away from the tree with your weed eater. Right, Matt? Or your lawnmower. Yeah. Or your lawnmower. It also helps to retain moisture in the soil and keep those soil surface temperatures down so that they, they don't evaporate or dry out. Really? That's the most important thing. To find that root flare, you can do that by scraping the soil carefully off of the top of the root ball until you find where that root flare is. Sometimes it's right there. Sometimes it's, man, sometimes it can be quite a ways down in there. Yeah, you'll have um, to remove that that burlap and twine in order to see where that is too. Most importantly, take the burlap and twine off. There's no reason in the world to leave that on there. So those are some, you know, those are some pretty good tips and some pretty easy tips. Like we said, it's not rocket science, but um, there is science involved in that root flare is very important. If you step back from your tree and it looks like a telephone pole, that kind of tells you that your tree is too deep. Um, Keep in mind that it probably will settle, settle a little bit too. But the depth of that root ball, once you take the soil off of the top, will also um, dictate how deep your hole needs to be. So, you know, finding that root flare sometimes before you plant the hole or dig the hole, sorry, um, can save you some work. So good tips. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about watering? Should they, you know, should they water it in? Should they wait for natural, you know, precipitation? How often should they water that tree when it's new? You should absolutely water a newly planted tree first. That should be the last thing you do after everything's all planted and the soil is placed back in the hole and you've added a nice top dressing of some bark mulch or compost or whatnot. And you definitely want to give your tree a good watering. Okay. Uh, maybe I think the general rule of thumb is, is about what uh, a couple gallons per inch diameter. 
something like that. You know what I like to do is tell people to water like they normally would and then take a look and see your water should be moistening that entire root ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I can't say how much water your sprinkler is putting out or how your water or how your soil is moving that water, I would say um, dig water, let it move through the soil, dig and check and see and adjust accordingly. I like people to look at their soil. You know, another important, important uh, fact that you can do is actually build a little uh, dike around the tree ring right just outside of where that root ball is so right. that that makes watering easier. It right. It water right there. Right. At, the root ball. Mm-hmm, perfect idea. So, Matt, sometimes people will say, you know, cut off the top of the tree when you put it in the ground. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, uh, you, you shouldn't actually do any pruning really uh, to a newly planted tree unless you happen to notice that there's a broken branch or something like that. You want to leave uh, as many leaves on your tree as possible at the time of planting because, you know, like you said, uh, the, the science aspect of it is those trees you know, produce the food for the roots to grow and become established. So, right. Yep, the leaves so. are the food factory. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, pruning, Matt, we have a question that came to us, and this person was asking, what's the best way to prune um, some branches that don't blend in with the rest of the tree and grow straight up? And um, I have a feeling that what she is talking about are water sprouts, which um, are more commonly seen on some trees than others. Uh, What do you have to say about that? What's the best way to prune those water sprouts? Sure. So some tree species will have a tendency to produce more water sprouts than others. But generally, uh, water sprouts most often occur as a result of the trees being over pruned or, or over thinned. So try and refrain from uh, stripping out that inner, the inner foliage on those trees. Leave it as much as you can. You just want to focus on eliminating you know, any crossing branches, broken branches, or disease. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if your tree already has a whole bunch of water sprouts, it's okay to remove those. But uh, I, would, I would try and look for a couple to leave here and there to refill that space that, that was vacated by taking them all out in the first place. Right. So that, you know, it doesn't hurt. If you think your tree is too thick already, you can remove all those water sprouts but you probably will see that they're going to try to grow back on you. Um, it's kind of the way water sprouts are. They're that very vigorous sprout. If you another, wanted to shorten it up, you can certainly do that. How would they do that, Matt? Yeah, another thing that you can do is if you decide to uh, shorten some of those, if you want to encourage more horizontal growth, then you would take that upright growth and prune it back to a bud that is facing in the direction that you want it to grow in, preferably out. Where mm-hmm. like not back towards the center of the tree. Right. And this time of year, probably you'll see that it's starting to leaf or those buds will be swelling. And that's where you would, you know, prune right above the top of that. And that would force some lateral branching. So I hope that helps and answers your question. Um, thanks for sending that in. We appreciate it. And Matt, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day um, from taking care of trees to come in and, um, share what you know with us today. It's great. I hope that you will, um, visit with us again. And I hope you'll see lots of people wandering around the Arboretum, taking a look at some of your great trees and, you know, 
I know I don't have to say enjoy the parks because I know your parks are well used and well loved. So anyway, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Happy Arbor Day this month, Matt. Thank you, Debbie. Happy Arbor Day to you, too. Uh, Thank you. Boy, that time sure flew by fast. Well, I've yeah. been having a lot of fun talking to you. It's been a while. so I know. It's great visiting with you, too. So I'll visit with you soon. Thank you. Yep. You take care. So thanks for listening to the, to the D&B Supply Lawn and Garden Podcast for April. Um, I'm excited for April. Lots of things happening this month. Not only Easter, but things are beginning to bloom and grow And next month, I will be back to talk about all kinds of things that we can do in our garden for May, because it will be um, our last average frost date is May 10th. So we'll be back to talk gardening in May with the D&B Supply Lawn and Garden Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs)